Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the Be The Love Visualization. If you have ever wondered how you can amplify your energy and raise your vibration, the secret resides in the power of visualization. So when you go to BeTheLoveVisualization.com and download this free visualization gift, you're going to notice that synchronicities accelerate and you will be boosting the results you see on your manifestation journey. Simply go to BeTheLoveVisualization.com for more information. And I can't wait to see what manifests for you. Welcome to the Manifest Podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, creative entrepreneur, and manifestation expert. Over the last decade, I've inspired millions upon millions of people all over the world on topics such as emotional empowerment, intuitive wisdom, and heart-based healing. Each week, I'm going to be delivering you a brand new dose of inspiration to help you to attract and manifest anything and everything that your heart desires. So are you ready to manifest the life of your dreams? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Manifest Podcast. Today's episode is the very first one that I have recorded as an American citizen. Yesterday on March the 8th, International Women's Day of all days, which was a, a beautiful sign of alignment, I was sworn in as an American citizen. I have a certificate. They gave me a flag. I studied for months. This has been a process that has taken nearly two years to complete. So you can officially become an American citizen and apply for citizenship when you have been a resident for over five years. And because I've been here for nearly seven, well, after the five-year mark, I decided to just to just apply and to sign all of the paperwork, to fill out all of the forms and provide all of the information. And now it is done. And I'm just so grateful. We went down to the Palm Beach USCIS office yesterday and I had a 9 a.m. appointment and I was just so nervous. I'd been studying all of the apps and the civics test, which is over 100 questions, everything ranging from, you know, who was the first president to how many um, how many people vote as part of the Senate and branches of government and all of those kind of things. So it was <laughs> it was beautiful to be able to study that and to grasp the the values that this country that I live in and now call home was built on. So I'm really, really happy to now be an American. And for those of you that congratulated me on my social platforms, thank you so much. There were thousands upon thousands of comments and people liking the photo. It was it was beautiful to see that so many people were excited for me. And the number one question that I got was, can I have dual citizenship? Because I was born in New Zealand, so I'm a New Zealander. And then I became an Australian citizen in 2004 and that was um, that was also a process of naturalization and so can I have New Zealand citizenship Australian citizenship and US citizenship now for all intents and purposes I do not have any any intention of moving back to Australia however I do get to keep my Australian passport if needed but I see myself now as an American 
an Australian American because there are certain, you know, things that you remember from childhood and growing up and, you know, different types of food and cultural memes and all that kind of stuff that, of course, contributes to a fondness in my heart that will never not be there. But I do see myself as American now because I have American children. I have American husband. I live in America. I pay taxes in America. And so this really does commemorate the next chapter of my life. And it was so beautiful that I got to be sworn in on International Women's Day. And this was the part that you guys will really love. <laughs> the uh, the field officer that was doing the interview and swore me in, she said to me, and I will always remember this, when she was asking me what I do, and I said, oh, I'm a, a manifesting teacher. I teach people about mindset and meditation and infinite possibilities, and I write books. And she said to me, have you ever heard of Abraham Hicks? <laughs> so I have been in a lot of different situations over the years where it's like, oh, this is just this is just too perfect. This is a sign of alignment for me. And this woman, she was really lovely. And she booked she had booked herself on a cruise to uh, an Abraham Hicks event. They have cruises, I think, through Alaska, where it's all about the law of attraction and manifesting. And I thought, this is just so perfect. Out of all of the people in the universe that could have sworn me in on this very exciting day was a woman that shares the same beliefs as me. So I felt I felt very honored in that moment. So today's episode, let's dive into this, is all about the dangers of spiritual bypassing. So I know this is a bit of a gear shift from what I was just talking about, but the thing that I have witnessed the most in my own life as a spiritual teacher, as a person that teaches others, is that there are many dangers that can happen on the path of life. And by dangers, I mean the way in which we choose to react to specific events and situations and how that translates as putting a band-aid on something or not diving deep enough into the layers that need proper attendance and attention and care. So spiritual bypassing, if you've never heard of this term before, it's when spiritual people <laughs> like myself and many of you that listen to this will take a little detour away from doing the required psychological work and healing instead of actually facing the reality. So there are many instances of this, and maybe it's hard to identify. It is a very vague topic with many subtleties that are attached to it, because you can just label somebody as saying, oh, well, they're not facing their truth. They're spiritually bypassing. But here's, here's the twist. Spiritual bypassing is actually about self-awareness and bringing the self-responsibility piece to spiritual bypassing. So it's not about judging whether or not somebody else is spiritually bypassing. It's about doing the work yourself because inner transformation only happens when we are willing to explore those shadow parts of ourselves. Those, um, my, my mentor remind me, those monsters that we keep locked in the basement of our consciousness. It is really important that we shine a light on the places that feel uncomfortable, that feel like we have just swept the emotional issues under the rug. You know, like, have you ever done that before when there's crumbs on the floor and you just kind of sweep them under the rug? I, I used to do that <laughs> to cut corners if someone was coming over. 
Uh, another example, I remember my dad teaching me this trick and this was golden. He said, <laughs> he said that if he was at home and the place was messy and he heard a knock at the door, he would, <laughs> he would scramble to put all of the dirty dishes into the oven, right? So no one would ever check in the oven and for all intents and purposes, guess what? The house looks clean. <laughs> And then my ex-brother-in-law told me this trick that if you put a vacuum cleaner out, <laughs> even if you have no intention of using it, it makes the house look cleaner because people think that you're in the process of cleaning up. I mean, these are very subtle, <laughs> subtle, subtle clues for surface level assumptions, right? These are really clever, but it it's a metaphor for spiritually bypassing. And I, for me, the metaphor of my dad putting the dirty dishes in the oven and just like pretending that it's all, everything's fine, right? It's not dealing with the, the wholeness of a situation. And so I'm going to use a few personal examples in my own life today, something that happened fairly recently and ways in which you might be able to identify parts of your own life experience where spiritual bypassing has taken place. So I ask a couple of things for today's episode. The first thing is that you don't try and label other people's experiences, right? I don't want you to go, well, um, Nancy down at the office, I can see she's a spiritual bypasser or, you know, like, I don't, I don't want you to do that. The purpose is to take ownership and responsibility. And so the second intention that I have today is that you hold a sense of bravery within your heart to do this work because it's not easy to identify some of the ways in which we skip the steps or the the ways in which we have blind spots and go, oh, okay, <laughs> that sounds like me. So there is a magic that happens when you accept what is, okay? And don't make yourself wrong for it. This isn't a space of judgment. This is a space of curiosity and of awareness. So this has been an incredible time for me. Like I said, yesterday, I became an American citizen. That was Monday. On Friday, I found out that something that I thought was a cancerous spot on my face was actually never a cancerous spot on my face. And there were, and then there was another incident where I went viral for a reason, which I will explain in a moment, but I had no intention of attracting attention to myself, negative attention to myself, and it happened. So let's, let's dive into this. So as I mentioned, spiritual bypassing is attaching a label to something in the name of spirituality as a band-aid solution, as not looking at the holistic nature of what's showing up in your reality and what it's there to teach you. Now, as a manifestation coach, I teach my clients that the number one way to accelerate growth and magic and miracles in your life is to accept what is. Even the disowned parts of yourself, even the parts that you don't want anyone to know about. And so for me to show up to this podcast, of course, I believe that healing happens through being authentic and vulnerable. <laughs> That's the only reason why I write my books the way that I do, like you're my best friend and you are getting, you know, like the keys to my private journal. <laughs> That's the way that I, I wrote Dear Universe. That's the way that I've written Be the Love. Uh, I want you guys to learn from vulnerability. 
Because when I show you that it's safe to be vulnerable, then you can also show up and do the same thing in your lives that will then impact the lives of others. It has a ripple effect. So on Friday, when I got the call from my dermatologist to say, hey, great news, we got the results back. It shows that um, there was no cancer, no basal cell carcinoma, and there was no evidence of any previous basal cell carcinoma on there. You're okay. So for me, for months, I believe that I was spiritually bypassing what was going on. And I was also making excuses for the skin cancer. I sat at a women's group, beautiful group of women, and I said something on a spiritual level about the reason why my skin cancer was showing up, right? I said, and I claimed, and I owned it, that skin cancer is the echo of previous trauma from 20 years earlier. Massive assumption, massive assumption. And I (laughs) <laughs> this is this is tricky to say, uh, and of course, I have moved on from what I'm about to talk about, and it is a little bit triggering. So for those of you that have little ears around, this is your warning. <laughs> Turn it off. Um, maybe listen to this later. Uh, this is about domestic violence. So I just want to give that little trigger warning there. It's very mild, but I just want to make sure that where, you know, I'm honoring people that might feel a little bit triggered by this. So I have had two suspicious and suspected points of skin cancer on my body. And I've never told anybody this, never told anybody this. I've, well, I've told my husband, but I've never told anybody outside of that sanctity of my marriage. So here goes in the spirit of authenticity. The two spots that I had that were suspected basal cell carcinomas on my face and on the back of my leg. So on the back of my leg, I had a biopsy last year and the doctor said that all of the basal cell carcinoma was taken out. And that event in my life was quite, how do I put this? It brings up a lot of emotions because I believe that the dis-ease that happens on our body is the product of what we think, of our cells reacting in a corroded and corruptive way to say, hey, something needs to change. And so to label it as a ripple effect of trauma for me was accurate because on the back of my leg where the suspected cancer was, was um, a place where I was um, kicked. I was kicked in the back of my leg Uh, I had a bruise from my ankle to the back of my knee and I needed stitches, but I never told anyone. I had a scar there for many, many years and then it it went away. Um, This is is hard to talk about. I don't like dredging up the past and I have healed from it and I've also forgiven my ex-husband. There's there's a lot of this I talk about and be the love and the power of forgiveness. So I have done the work. It's just it's just hard to know that so many thousands of people are going to be listening to this. So that was the spot of the the skin cancer. And then on my face, the very first place that I was slapped was on the same cheek. And so our bodies carry energy. Energy is information. Our cells carry that energy and that information and then act accordingly. And so it was a little bit too coincidental to me that these two sites of violence were also two sites of cancer. I don't know. Like, (laughs) this is my perspective. I'm not saying that this is doctrine or dogma by any means or stretch of the imagination. I'm just here to say this is an odd coincidence. But what I did with that information is that I then uh, attached meaning to it. I attached inherent meaning to it, which I believe 
was spiritually bypassing because I didn't need to make it worse than it is. And I got to this perspective probably about a week before I got my biopsy results where I was okay, whether I had to have the most surgery and have like a giant chunk of skin taken out of my face, or if I didn't have to. And despite having to go and talk about my book and be on interviews and really be dependent on needing my face to show up a lot more in the upcoming few months. So my point here is that I spiritually bypassed by making assumptions about the why, which is just like the how when it comes to the connection to the universe. It's not our job to know the how something happens or even the why something happens. And you might have heard this before that we're, we're so focused on, well, if I want to manifest a million dollars, how will it happen? And the why as well, why will it happen, right? <laughs> so when we attach meaning, inherent meaning to past trauma and residual trauma that is showing up in our lives, it's an invitation to rise above it and to remember that the universe is responding to the projection of who you think you are now, not why it might have happened because of the past. Does that make sense? So, of course, deal with your trauma. I've spent the last couple of decades dealing with trauma and uh, the unfolding of that, how it unfolds, the many, many thousands, millions, infinite layers of this onion that's peeled back layer by layer to offer new points of awareness. So that was just one example. Another example on Friday, same day, <laughs> gee, the universe is delivering the, the messages fairly quickly. Um, on Friday night, my husband said, hey, why don't we go out on a date? And I'm like, okay, let's go out on a date to celebrate that this isn't basal cell carcinoma and that, you know, maybe some of the things that I thought were the way they were aren't actually it. <laughs> so we went to celebrate with a sense of playfulness and openness and it was early. We go to bed fairly early. <laughs> so we went out for dinner at like five o'clock <laughs> and we came home and there was a choice. We could watch two shows. We could watch Love is Blind on Netflix or we could watch Ozark, which we've really been loving lately. And Love is Blind is a reality TV show where the basic premise is that these people are all open to finding the love of their life. But the, the main point is that love is blind. So they're placed into these pods and then they date all of these different people sight unseen. And the person that they end up having an emotional connection with, they ask to marry them. And then they meet in real life. They're placed in you know, ordinary, normal day situations and um, to see whether their relationship is a match or a mismatch. So <laughs> I want to preface this by saying I don't usually watch reality TV. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> this was just a fascinating exper experiment. And we watched season one and we really enjoyed it. And then we got hooked in on season two. And it's like, oh, this is, this is good. But the awareness, this is the awareness for anybody that watches these kind of shows. And I and while I say this, I'm not going to be giving any spoilers just in case you do want to watch the show. These kind of shows are designed to take you on an emotional roller coaster to show you the highs and the lows and the dramatic music that they use and the way that they edit and cut and produce the show, right? It is supposed to polarize the audience and usually there's a villain like there is in any hero's story and there's there's a villain, there's a victim, there's drama, there's uncertainty. It's all of the key ingredients that make a Netflix show or any show for that matter commercially viable, right? Because most people, and this is including myself, 
get very easily hooked in by the human condition when it can see that there is like a drama that's unfolding. And then the question that, well, how's this, how's this unfolding? Right. So we watched the show and there's a guy on the show. We actually, we watched the show and then we watched the reunion on this Friday night. And there's a guy on the show who is the villain, right? He is the most unlikable character. And on this show, I felt like he, he was out of line, um, I won't go into details. I won't even say his name, but he was he was definitely out of line. Um, but the cast members also all turned against him to a to a point where it was unfair. You know, they they labeled him a narcissist. And to be fair, he was he is somebody that um, he was stirring stirring the pot. Right? He uh, the person that he was paired with was this beautiful woman. And he was saying that he wasn't physically attracted to her, even though he was open to the experience of marrying her. And so he was really like they were decimating his character. And what I could see between the drama, between the energy of what they were saying was that he was a person that holds the intention of self-awareness. Right. And they were labeling him and judging him. And he was getting all of this hate over on social media. And I looked him up on Instagram and I just wanted to offer some kindness. I wanted to do the right thing, right? <laughs> I just offered him some kindness. I, I left a comment and I mean, he has more followers than I do on Instagram. I think he had like 150,000 followers and I have 110. And I thought, hey, no big deal. I'll just show a comment of kindness. Hey, you deserve to find somebody that you feel connected with on all levels, right? I wasn't advocating for what he said. I do not believe in violence against women by any means or unkindness. I mean, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes of a show. All I know is that there was a huge drama surrounding this show. And this guy took a screenshot of my comment and posted it as a post. And then all of the negative comments came in my direction. Thousands of them. Sarah Prout is, uh, by this stage, you probably turned off the podcast. So no uh, trigger warning here. Uh, Sarah Prout sucks balls. <laughs> you know, it's like, Sarah Prout, you're a lame ass. Who are you anyway? No one's ever read your books. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I am very well versed in criticism because I had a lot of training with the Goldcast video being viewed by over 70 million people. So, I mean, it wasn't so much the energy of the haters coming in my direction. It was my intention was being skewed and I was being part of this stream of consciousness that I didn't want to be hooked into. I had spiritually bypassed and underestimated the effects. I had no intention of getting any attention, none at all. And the kids, kid, I say kids, they were saying, oh, this is a pick me girl. And I'm not, a, I didn't even know what that was. I had to ask my daughter what that is. <laughs> Somebody who goes in there and and wants attention, but lesson, lesson learned, right? I do not want to inject myself into the social media zeitgeist any longer. So uh, the people, the mean commenters then came to my page and he tagged, uh, the, the guy on the Lover's Blind show tagged me and um, that's when they made it over to my page. And then all of a sudden my latest post had hundreds of negative comments on it. And I block, I swiftly block these people. You know, I'm not going to even spend my time justifying my position after a meaningless comment. I am not, I am not supporting this person. I just thought I would be kind. That was my intention. And so I decided to write a post. You can go to Instagram and read it. 
stating my position that I believe that the biggest winner of the show was his partner that chose herself, that chose to rise above a situation that didn't feel right. I believe that, you know, with every every ounce of my heart. You know, she she's my hero. That's what the courage that I wish that I'd had many years ago. And so I posted that post, not a single comment, not a single comment from anyone saying, choose kindness. Love is kind, not blind, right? And that was, that got rid of all of the haters. I messaged the guy and asked him to take the post down and he did. And I swear to you, it was like a light switch was turned off. Well, not a light switch. It was like the stream of sewage from like negative comments and people being critical and drama fueled and all of that kind of stuff. It was like it was switched off in an instant. Not a single comment, not a single hater, not a single person to block. And to me, that was just proof of the the warped perspective that we have, especially during this time. I mean, there's look at what's happening in Ukraine. Look at the suffering that's happening around the world. A reality TV show is really, you know, not something to focus on. <laughs> but I'm using that today as an example of spiritual bypassing. So number one, I spiritually bypassed and didn't truly with a sense of proper discernment, realize the reach and the influence that me leaving a comment would have. So that was on me. You know, I put the energy out there. I chose not to regret it at first. And it wasn't until the comments started coming in where I thought, well, this is going to, you know, damage my reputation. I don't want to be associated with this person, even if it is, you know, an act of kindness. So he knew my position uh, and he thankfully, as an act of kindness, took the, the ta- untagged me. I deleted the comment. You know, the, the comments stopped, which was fantastic. Um, and I also believe that um, I didn't truly think about that. I made a very temporary and fleeting decision based on being pulled into the drama of the show. So I have made a decision that I will no longer be watching reality TV for a while. Just because if I can't be kind and reach out to somebody without there being repercussions, what's what's the point? We've got to remember our humanity. We have to remember that kindness matters. Being kind to people, even, I mean, I'm not saying that you have to, you know, write love letters or letters of appreciation to people that are really unlikable or, um, you know, unpopular by any means, but be kind And then if you do happen to be a person that has influence on social media, think before you write (laughs) and don't be like me because I really regretted that. And so, I mean, I think kindness is something that should go viral. Kindness is something that should be like our, our main operating system when it comes to the internet and society, but it's not because there's this cancel culture that's going on right now. And that is super scary to think that there are people out there that say things like oh I believe in the universe and light and love and all of that kind of stuff but if you disagree with me guess what I'm going to do I'm going to say the meanest things possible I'm going to be an online troll and I'm going to decimate your character and say that you suck balls right (laughs) oh good one (laughs) these are just mean girls mean kids mean people with disowned parts of them. So my mother used to tell me that if you can't say anything kind, don't say anything at all, right? And I, I agree with that. I teach my kids that. Be kind. Your energy, the energy that you put out there comes back to you. So that was 
to me, on my part, an act of spiritually bypassing and believing that I did the healing work involved. But what that lesson gave me in real time was that I could say, oh, well, I was trying to do good and all of that kind of stuff, which I, I still do believe. But there's a deeper level underneath there where I was um, the, the shadow side of me just wanted to validate this guy because of how unfair I thought. And so I injected myself into a situation that was none of my business. And that to me is spiritual bypassing. Stay in your own lane. Take care of your own family. Um, you know, support and nurture your group of friends in real life. And yes, you can make friends on social media, but don't make enemies. Don't create foes. Don't create um, unnecessary drama. Uh, many years ago, um, I had an online stalker and she was my landlord. Uh, she got obsessed with me, my work and every opportunity that she would, um, would take. She would leave a mean comment or support negativity on my page or, you know, like she just, it was like her full-time job was to make me out to be a liar or a narcissist or whatever it was. I, I wish her well. We, we went to court. We won the court case. And, of course, we moved out of their house because there were some creepy things, like she was getting um, family members to pretend that they were interested in buying the house. And so we'd clean up the house and let these people in because they were prospective buyers, only to discover that this woman was then sharing photos on her personal Instagram page that's you know open to the public. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how are those how are those photos from within my house on, on Facebook? You know, who's taking photos of us? So anyway, story for another day. But part of that was the spiritual bypassing on my part of thinking of how it must be for her to have somebody um, that has quite a public presence be in her home, a home that she had cared for and nurtured and you know her kids had grown up in that home and then to leave she she moved states and then to see her home even though it's a rental property um you know shared on social media and stuff like that so I, I can understand I can understand I, I mean she has a different perspective and the way she went about it and getting my attention was unconventional and um odd but I can understand. And at the time, I felt like a victim. I felt like, oh, she was the worst person in the world. She's a villain. She's the, the person that's out to get me in the world. Um, and now, you know, I just, just wish her well. The, the time that we spend wishing, uh, wishing upon other people that, you know, that they're wrong or uh, labeling somebody a certain way isn't the work that we're supposed to be doing as spiritual people we're supposed to uh, as as humans how about not spiritual people how about just human beings just being a good human being is not spending your time sending the energy of I hope something bad happens to you in their direction I don't want to do that um, or why are they doing that or I'm a victim poor me poor me poor me what other people think of you is none of your business right and so when we find ourselves in relationships of drama of discord of disharmony the thing we need to do is just take ownership for our own emotions spiritual bypassing and self-responsibility they they are well the remedy to um spiritual bypassing is self-awareness and self-responsibility each and every time how are you participating 
to the dysfunction? How are you not seeing? What are ways in which you could see and dive in deeper for the ways that you can take accountability for your role rather than going, oh, well, you know, it's it's because Mercury's retrograde. <laughs> what is the lesson that's showing up that's painful there to teach you? This is, this is how spirituality works. This is how we experience the beauty of being human through embracing the invitations. And I'm not saying that we go out there and we look for the online trolls or we, we place inflammatory comments on a social media feed that are just going to be blown out of proportion and create more disharmony. I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying that when these things happen, because we do make mistakes, we're human beings. When these things do happen, that we take accountability and we ask ourselves, hey, what do I want right now? And so with the Netflix show debacle that just happened, what do I want right now? I don't, I don't want that energy. I just want to cut that cord. I made a mistake. Um, I stood with it for probably around half an hour and then I decided, hey, let, let's, let's not do this anymore. This is building momentum. How do I want to build momentum? Do I want to build momentum in a positive way and build kindness where kindness can actually be um, – kindness can actually be adopted or do I want to plant a seed in an environment where there are only maybe one or two people that agree with me but everybody else is just hell-bent on driving the drama home don't do that the more we drive the drama the more we complain the more we judge and criticize the more we feed those cells within our body mind com- body mind spirit complex that can't be healthy in the way that they need to be to thrive to be happy to you know, set those signals off to your brain to release those happy chemicals. Uh, And so often we're mean to other people because we don't feel good about ourselves. And I know that through uh, both of my marriages, my marriage to my first husband and my marriage to Sean now, is that any time that I've been really mean and I've been projecting and I've even been abusive and violent with both of my husbands, and I talk about that in um, Be the Love, as an act of self-responsibility and the work that I've done over the last few years to really dive into those shadow parts of myself and take responsibility for blaming these people for my happiness. You're responsible for my happiness. No, they're not. When you say, you make me feel this way, that's, that's one of the reasons why I have in the past been interested in reality, reality TV shows. And I think I've mentioned this before is that I used to play a game where I can hear the sentence that is in almost every reality show. So if you've ever watched the the Housewives franchise or, um, you know, the Kardashians or even this Love is Blind Netflix show, you make me feel this way. And it's always in such a high, it has such a high intensity of emotion behind it when they're discussing how they feel. You make me feel this way. You make me feel that way. No one makes you feel any way. You allow that to happen. And so when you are aware that you take responsibility for your own emotions, your own energy, your own levels of self-awareness, then you can't spiritually bypass in the same way saying, well, oh, Mercury's retrograde or they're just like that. That's just their character. I'm just going to bless them with sage and you know create some boundaries that they can never cross. So when a boundary is crossed, I'm, I'm not saying that boundaries are not important. They are. They are very important. But you get to decide where the edges of those boundaries are, right? But you do it from a space of openness, of compassion, of understanding and not from the space of separation because spirituality is all about oneness it's all about togetherness remembering that we're all in this together the energy of separation of fear 
of uh, division, of divide and conquer, is the opposite of spirituality, which is what happens when you spiritually bypass. And I saw this happen um, as an Australian, when I was an Australian, (laughs) uh, during the times of the election, with people holding different beliefs about who's right, who's wrong, who's great, who's not, uh, being mean, um, saying unkind things, um, which is okay, of course, to express your opinion. But think of the energy behind it. The energy drives your future experience. And so I've been reading, and this is, this is fantastic, this book by Prentice Mulford. It is called Your Forces and How to Use Them. And this was written in the 1800s by this incredible man named Prentice Mulford, who was born in Main Street, Sag Harbor in New York, one of my all-time favorite places. You guys know this. I love Sag Harbor. It's my, my soul home, one of my many soul homes. I have a few of them. Uh, Prentice Mulford, this book is so incredible. It could have been written today. It was like he was prophesizing, prophesizing, yes, uh, he was future pacing how society would end up hundreds of years later. It's incredible. He was talking about how the telegram will seem painfully slow in comparison to the the lightning speed modes of communication of the future. I mean, how would he have known unless he was like a time traveler or something? But one point that he was saying is that many people hold their energy and their awareness in the past. They hold it there with a sense of um, not... I want to say not fondness, but of uh, patterning, of habituation, the fact that they hold their past experiences. Like if somebody says something to you of, oh, I went to a, um, let's see, I went to a picnic once that had, then we were chased by a bear. And somebody says, oh, I was, I went to a picnic once too, and I was chased by a bear. I mean, yes, that's the commonality piece. But when you bring up things from the past, you are bringing up those threads. You want to keep it present moment. And I know you're probably thinking, well, Sarah, you create podcasts and talks and keynote speeches all the time about people, about your past and people in the past and things that have happened in the past. What's the difference? So I believe that it's the energy that you hold internally. The reason why I am comfortable speaking about past trauma is because it's exactly that. It has moved into a role of education, of paying it forward, of using that as a way for you guys to identify parts and patterns that you can either avoid or embrace, right? You have the choice. So a lot of people are thinking in their minds, oh, I wish it was like it was 10 years ago. Like think about, um, okay, I'll use an example, personal example here. Uh, My wedding photos, right? Um, I got married nearly 10 years ago and uh, I have aged. (laughs) That is a normal process, right? And so I could think and have thought before, oh, I, I wish I would look like I did on my wedding day. I wish that at... 42, I could look like I did at 33, (laughs) which is probably like a little bit unrealistic. Um, But at the same time, what I should be projecting into the future is exactly that, the future in my mind's eye, instead of spiritually bypassing and going back to the past, like getting in my time machine and going, oh, I wish I looked like that, or I wish I had, you know, um, less responsibilities than I do now. Why don't you cast your vision and your attention to the future? That is where the healing can take place. The future can happen as a projection. So, for instance, with my face and with the healing, in my mind's eye, I'm doing affirmations and visualizations to see 
clear skin without a little strawberry freckle on my right cheek. So again, it's about taking that ownership and that responsibility. So spiritually bypassing, I mean, it is a very in-depth topic. Uh, One that (laughs) cannot be underestimated. And as an author, uh, my mentor took me aside once and she said, um, well, she actually, she didn't tell me She didn't indirectly tell me either. She was very proud of me when I got to my own awareness that if I'm sharing stories about other people, I have to make sure that I get their permission first. I cannot share stories from people that do not give me permission unless it's from the filter of my own experience inside that story. And of course, I protect the names of people and their locations and all of that kind of stuff. But that's spiritually bypassing as well to not think of the impact and the effect it will have on the person that you're sharing the story about. So information is sacred. You sacred. You need to create almost like a, a fortress, a vault within yourself that if somebody shares something with you, it's safe. And only with their permission do you have that permission to share it with other people, right? So keep that in mind as well. That's another sneaky way that spiritual bypassing can happen. And I talk a lot about this in my upcoming book called Be the Love, Seven Ways to Unlock Your Heart and Manifest Happiness. And it really is, like I said, raw and vulnerable and authentic. And I wrote it from my heart. And I'm going back to the studio on Friday to record uh, some of the mistakes that happened for the audiobook, but there are only a few of them. And I'm really looking forward to, to going back into the studio because it's, it's really fun to uh, read these words back to me and to feel the depth of dimension that they have and, and knowing that they're going to help so many of you, especially if you love this podcast, to, to dive into those places of awareness that bring us the most amount of clarity and connection. So that is it from me for today. Thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, We really went deep into some interesting situations. (laughs) I'm sending you so much love and so much appreciation. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being part of the Manifest community. And if you would be so kind as to take a screenshot on your phone right now of this podcast and share it and tag me on Instagram at Sarah Prout, I will reshare it to my people. All right. Lots of love and bye for now.